Hello and welcome everyone to episode 24 of the Dirty Side of the Grid podcast where we've turned up late to qualifying but since the race directors don't know what they're doing and they keep changing everything with the rain we're starting on pole <laughs> and this is my co-host Mohammed, which is weird pointing online and I, I thought Mohammed didn't look very impressed with my opening line but we will soldier on we will continue uh what do you think of the race you know what? I'm just happy it got going. We're definitely going to end up complaining about it at some point. But uh, there was a stage where I just thought it's never going to start. So the fact we got any laps that weren't behind the safety car is, I guess I'll take it, which is sort of lucky for Monaco. But then at the same time, when they're trying to sign their contract, which is what Crofty kept going on about, I don't know if this helps them or not, to be honest. You didn't think, I thought like when, like the first few laps before they went to full slick, so before the red flag, I thought it was actually quite interesting. You're getting a few overtakes. It was, it was very, you, you wouldn't think it's Monaco, yeah. Like there were chances to overtake. It was fairly interesting. I think the moment they put on like the hard tires and yeah, that it was after the red flag was dead. No one was yeah. going to overtake anyone. And from then on, it's just, it was dead. We're going to have to back yeah. to a Bernie idea from a few years ago, to getting sprinklers out and just making the track wet on purpose, because this track needs some sort of gimmick to make it interesting. Because you're right, the moment it went into dry, yeah. like, the, the race was over. Back to you. Yeah, it was very boring. It was very, very boring as well. Um, it, it's because it's, it's very difficult to overtake. I think, like, you saw Gasly was just flying us everyone that was yeah. very interesting like i think the wet gives it gives everyone a chance to kind of overtake people are breaking a bit earlier you can outbreak them you know there's something to do but when it's dry it's just like bro it's boring like as in it's genuinely very boring anyways anyways, anyways. yeah we'll, uh, are you gonna go through the news segment this week yeah we'll start okay we'll start with the news one there's um not a lot that happens so i'll try to get through it quickly um, the first thing, which is, I guess, the biggest thing since uh, the race last week, which was uh, Disney, Pixar and Ferrari collaborating to have uh, Carlos Sainz do the Spanish voiceover of a like a little cameo character in the new Lightyear film. And then Charles Leclerc doing the same thing in Italian, I believe. So look out for that when the film comes out, I guess. Uh, I was going to try and bully Yusuf into doing some Arabic uh lines for us from famous film quotes but he's completely against the idea maybe uh further down the line when we've uh sold our souls to hollywood or something when we're trying to get this podcast somewhere he will be more willing to do something like that not gonna happen (laughs) i would do it myself for those who know us questioning why i wouldn't do it but arabic is not quite well nowhere near the levels of yours and there's no way I'm going to reduce myself to Google Translate. So we're going to have to skip that stage. Maybe next. <laughs> My mom imagine so imagine Google Translate. Like, <laughs> Why are you saying it? Why is you know saying? Actually, that would have been interesting if I just Google Translated it and then just read it out. But then it wouldn't make sense to anyone. No one would find it funny unless they're Arabic speakers. Oh, well, that segment's been finessed. Um, Kimi Raikkonen has come out of the shadows. I don't think anyone would see him anywhere outside of his house 
for the rest of his life. But he's coming out to a NASCAR, NASCAR race. And uh, on top of that, he was spotted in some random fans group chat. You know, where they like you just ran and randomly add a celebrity into your into your group chat and they're just talking and stuff. And he just comes in and like, types in a classic Kimmy message. He had a few antics on Instagram. I I think I saw another one where he was a uh, he was posting on his Instagram story, but he doesn't know how to type the words out, so he was writing it with his finger, like drawing the words, which I don't know. It just seems so Kimmy, like he just doesn't know how to do it. So he writes. He even put a full stop at the end. I think like it was a picture of a car, and he was testing, and he writes testing with the full stop. Like it's just classic Kimmy. Did he? What did he say on the group chat? I'm very curious. What did he say on the group chat? Uh, I think they asked him something about retirement or something like, you know, do you, do you regret retiring? Maybe do you miss F1? Something like that. I don't no. know. But I know for a fact, yeah, his answer was no with a full stop. Like <laughs> they were very, they were all one word answers. I don't know how many messages he sent, but I think he probably, I, I saw like two or three screenshots. No, no, no. Yes, no, no. Probably. I'll see if I can find it. You um, can imagine Kimmy doing that, yeah? Yeah, yeah, 100%. There was a lot of talk about uh, Jewelry Gate and the potential race ban Lewis would get. I think they've come to some sort of agreement about him switching the material of the, the jewelry or something, which is just not as interesting as they're all making it out to be, I guess. Like, but I thought he there, couldn't take it out. How is he going to switch the material if he can't take it out? I think the whole thing about him not being able to take it out was like it needed, not surgery, but like someone else to do it because it's like welded in or something like that. Oh, how? Why? I, bro, I, I don't even know. I mean, listen, you can pretend like you don't know about piercings, but I know for a fact you've got a belly button piercing, so. I can show you right now, I don't. <laughs> but I don't think everyone on the internet would want to see my belly button. If so once again, once on. we're out there with uh, big Patreon backers, we're earning, earning money per month, maybe Yusuf would back out his belly button for the viewers. But... Nope, 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 nope. Never gonna happen. You're not that level of uh, desperate, clearly, just yet. Such a good friend, aren't you? Such a good friend, man. <laughs> just selling me out, man. What a good friend, man. <laughs> I'm getting it all out now before you start bringing up certain man's performances today, so it's fine. It's uh, right. The tears are gonna it. flow, yeah. <laughs> the tears are I gonna mean, flow, yeah. I think that's pretty much it for the news segment, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. So, do you want to get into your uh, unrelated thing of the week? Oh yeah, yeah, I had it saved. Wait, wait, wait. I had, I had, I had uh, something saved. Uh, one sec. You know, like the wait music on like uh, on like a call. That's what you should play right now. You know, oh yeah, so it's this guy, I have one thing, it's unrelated, but it's from last week. This guy, he makes memes where he's like, uh, their videos basically, and he's like pretending like he's in a Formula One race, but he's in like this small, like car, basically a fear. And oh, he's going yeah, around, this guy. and he's like, Max, press on the thingy on the DRS button when you hit the curb. And he's doing, bro, that video is so funny, man. Uh, the other funny thing was, uh, a video of Lewis, like an interview of Lewis Hamilton, and uh, wait, what did he keep saying? 
We just have to keep working, keep our head down, keep pushing, keep pulling, keep progressing, keep keeping the keeping of the keep that keeps keeping, and we'll come back stronger. We just have to keep working, keep our head down, keep pushing, keep pulling, keep. Oh, you know what? That actually reminds me. Um, this one guy who does impressions went viral. Um, I think at the end of last year, before Abu Dhabi. Uh, doing an impression of Will Buxton, uh, Carlos Sainz, like certain drivers. And he uploaded another video just before the Monaco Grand Prix of him doing impressions of drivers. They're so accurate. I'll link that one as well. Like, that was so funny. I think this Lewis really one good. is very funny. Because he actually does, like, since the start of the season, he's just been saying those same things. So it's... Bro, yeah, the Mercedes would be... The whole, Merce- the whole Mercedes garage is saying the same thing, so... Yeah, the, the data gathering, the data collecting, the slow button off, slow button on. We're just learning about the Apparently, car right now. I read one interesting post, which is like, do you think Mercedes, it's a Red Bull fan. He's like, do you think Mercedes are have been sandbagging all the way to today so that they, by mid-season, they're actually behind in like the oh, ranking. God. So they get more time for development and they end up jumping and winning the championship. Do you think that would happen? I think it's a bonkers idea. I don't think it's true. But like, yeah, I mean, it would be insane to assume they do that on purpose. But like, it would. I mean, clearly, if things carry on how they are, they'll end up third in the constructors by mid-season. Would that be long enough for them to turn it back around though? Because the thing is, like, that extra time. No, the gap will be too big. That's the thing. Yeah, you'd need the gap would need to be small then they need time to use that extra time and then they need to actually you know like implement those upgrades and if that takes like a number of weeks two months beyond the uh the summer break or whatever those gains are going to have to be made for the next year not this year so we're going to do the 60 second summary yeah yeah let's start with the 60 second summary right i'm assuming I, you know, we'll just, if we're going to do this online, then you're just going to end up looking at the timer anyway. Like, whenever we're probably going to look last time, actually. I actually didn't look last time. Uh, interesting. Okay. All right. I have a stopwatch right here. So uh, count me Ready. in and then you can go for it. Three, two, one, go. Mercedes were terrible. Uh, Ricardo, there talks about him might get, uh, he might get sacked mid season because uh, he's so slow. Uh, the race got delayed a few times. No one know, uh, knew what was going on. People actually didn't know when the race was going to get started, what they were waiting for. They they delayed the race based on, like, telem- not telemetry data, but, like, weather data. They should just start it and then see if it starts raining, just, like, get people to stop. Uh, when it was raining, Monaco was very much, like, it was a lot of fun. It was very good. After the rain, boring. Uh, Leclerc, Ferrari screwed him over, and I think that they might do that. Like he might lose the championship just because of that. And yeah, that's it. Perez with his third win, he's the most crowned Mexican person to ever drive in Formula One. That's it. That's basically Monaco. Fifty-three. No, you stopped for like a few seconds afterwards, bro. What do you mean? That's so distracting. You're jumping around, bro. Okay, yeah, no, okay, yeah. That was my. I was trying to get to my keyboard, which is behind my laptop, because I'm trying to type on my PC. It was a bit. I'm just trying to make sure we don't. You're distracting me, and I still got everything on time. Yeah, no, it was well played. I'm going to give you credit. 
Worst performance. Let's start with worst performance. No, wait, hold on. Actually, you know, I want to start even before the race. I want to, I saw this thing on Twitter and I kind of want to mention it just because I feel like it will be best place before we get into the race. After qualifying, uh, obviously we saw Perez uh, spinning and then science crashed into him afterwards as well. That ruined his lap, it ruined science's lap and it ruined Verstappen's lap. It also ruined Lewis's lap because he didn't get the chance to do a final run. I think a few others as well, probably. Um, people were saying like someone came up with this idea and then I just saw that obviously like Twitter does, they just someone else posts the same thing all the time. Do you think like if you crash in Q3, should you be sent to P10? Like if you cause the red flag, no. should you just be P10 straight away? No, no. no. That's just salty no, fans, bro. Like like it's <laughs> actually just salty fans. Like like really. No, I don't think that's fair. Like because it's at the end of the day, it's like a bit out of your control. If you crash and you're you got P1 and then like if you crash and you've done it just because you're in a slower car and like you know oh they're going to take pole and you crash a, a track like monaco where you're going to win based on pole and they can prove that you crashed on purpose then you deserve to get uh, the penalty and yeah fair enough but if i crash because a mistake i made no like you don't deserve to lose your pole just because like or, or whatever position you're in and go back to p10 you know why are you going p10 then why are you not going to the back of the grid because apparently you're an evil guy. No, it doesn't make sense. In, they're saying so. Like the, just the idea was fan. you go. <laughs> the idea was you go back to the um, like the the end of that session. So let's say you're in Q2, you get sent to 15th. So if no, you bring out the red flag, fair, you're in everyone's it? laps. You get sent back. So you can't like benefit. But this is only going to be like th- that's the thing. This is always the case with street tracks. Is what makes it interesting is. Like you have to get your lap in early because you don't know if someone crashes, the session's over, you're stuck in that position. That's what makes street tracks interesting. If you make it the case where, oh, we're going to give you the time back, we're going to put him in last place, what's the point then? Yeah, no, it's a fair point. And I do think, like, um, it is part of I the think game. That would ruin, uh, I think that would ruin it. Like, uh, obviously, if it's something like what happened with uh, Senna in like 2008 and Alonso. Fair enough. But as in anything else, if you crash because of a mistake and stuff, no, like it's not fair to just go throw you at the back and be like, oh, you made a mistake. Now you have to pay with like a 10 place grip penalty. Like, why? Yeah, I, get I don't it. think uh, so. I just find it so annoying, like missing out. The, the final runs are the most ex- like exciting part. And then you miss out on the true, final true. runs right at the and end. And it always, it always happens like, I get what you mean, but I, I don't think, like, yeah, no, I, I don't agree with that, to be honest. I get what you mean fully. Like, I was very disappointed by Charles, because la- I think last year, Sainz would have probably gotten pole, and if he got pole, uh, it would have made for, or at least P2 would have made for an interesting race, because then he'd be over Verstappen, and then he probably would have won and stuff. But, you know, that's that's the whole thing about, like, the sport is, like, hard luck you know move on yeah no it's fair enough and that is the the other thing kind of when you were saying that i did realize like there's a lot of things that just come down to like luck whatever happens happens the whole uh i know after lando got finessed by the the red flag rule 
where you can change your tires. A lot of people were saying, oh, you shouldn't be able to do that. You shouldn't be able to do that. But like, but it's always been there and it's always been used. So, yeah, it's just another you one of those be a lot things, more like, careful of what track you're deploying this at. Yeah, same. I feel like, I don't know, if you go down this route, then soon enough people will say, oh, well, then once we finish under the safety car, each car should go back to like, you know, I don't know if Max was leading by 10 seconds before the safety car came out, we should give him those 10 seconds back because it's just unfair on him, isn't it? Like, I don't, we don't want to go down that Basically, road. Like, things yeah. just happen. I, I think it's uh, like stuff like this is it's tough, yeah, but you just have to accept it and move on. Like, I think if you don't do that, it's, it ruins the sport a bit. Like, if you go and say, oh, no, you can't do this, you can't do that, what's the point then? You're just going to get very boring racing. Yeah, well, yeah, speaking of boring racing, you said you wanted to start with the uh, the worst performance. So do you have a suggestion uh, as to who it was? The, the race, a race director. Yeah. Honestly, do you disagree? No, I can't say. I, well, let's let's hear your reason. I honestly think in terms of drivers, I'm a huge fan of the FIA, actually. So. Well, joke. <laughs> uh, what a joke. Uh, in terms of drivers today, I don't actually, and I don't think anyone had a bad performance per se. Like teams, we can say Ferrari had an atrocious performance in terms of like their strategy, which we're going to yeah. get into later. But as in, in terms of drivers, I don't think anyone had like per se a bad day, like or a bad drive. Everyone was like, I've got okay. One name down, but it's, it's very Schumacher. I, no, 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 make Schumacher. Even. You could say that, but no, no, there's a different one I want to get into. Will you're going to say Charles. Oh, no. Then who are you going to say? Daniel Ricciardo. You <laughs> 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 mentioned See, that. We'll Daniel your, such a... your sacking thing in a bit, but what was your, um, yeah. your thing about the FIA? So the race director, he, he, he postpones the race, which he could have started the race fine. Like the, the lane, uh, rain was very light. Everyone was saying you could have started the rain. There's barely any rain. You would have gotten one, two laps in. And then people are going to have to deal with the changed tires. What's going to happen? Are you going to stay out till a red flag? Is there going to be a red flag? It makes for an interesting race. And then the, they're like, no, no, no. Let's not start the race. Let's wait for this bit of rain to pass. And then this bit of rain doesn't pass. And then it's like, oh, no, let's wait for this next bit of rain to pass. And then so on and so forth until an hour goes by. And I get safety and everything. But you could have started the race, gone in two, three laps and been like, okay, no, red flag, this is too dangerous. Let's stop. But you just ruined it. Like, like you could see, like, everyone in the paddock didn't know what was happening. Like, even the team, like, they were talking to Christian Horner. He didn't know what was happening. No one knew what was happening. That's the most frustrating part. Is the FIA is very bad at communicating with the fans. Yeah, like, we yeah, don't know definitely. what's happening. We don't know. Like even like Crofty and Martin Brundle, they're like, so why are we waiting for? Why is what's his name, um, the safety car driver? Why is he not going out and like clearing the track a bit? Why is he not testing it out? They didn't send him out at all. Like. There was no indication of when we're going to get started or what are we waiting for to get started. And I think that level of communication between the FIA and the media and us, because we go through the media, is just terrible. So we don't know what's happening. We're waiting for an hour, like, we don't know what's going on. So I think that needs, they need to work on that. I get, like, safety, fair enough. Like, if, so, if they red flagged it three laps in, no one would have said anything. 
they said we'd have waited for the yeah, yeah, yeah. for the rain to go and everyone would have been fine but you'd have gone the race started but to just red flag it based on there's a bit of rain coming in like bro they're gonna come to the uk and we're never gonna race because there's always gonna be like heavy <laughs> rain coming in man like such a joke like Honestly, it makes no sense. It's, so it's it's genuinely very annoying. Like I don't get that. I don't get the idea of get the race started and then red flag it and and then wait. Fair enough, but don't just wait and keep delaying the race start. Bro, did you see like the the teams were just kept running in with tires and different tires? Yeah, yeah. And you're doing this in Monaco, like Monaco, literally. You know, Jos Capito, his team was like it was so bad that he went and he was pushing the the tires with them. He's like, come on, boys, you know. Like that's when you know it's like a disaster when a team principal has to go help them with the tires. <laughs> and this is meant to be the the big, you know, cr- crown in the what is it? A crown in the jewel in the crown. It's meant to be the the big. Oh no, Miami Miami has nothing on this. We're so classy. Look at this. This is Monaco. We brought all the celebrities here. We're so fancy. Like look at all these rich people in their yachts and stuff. There's real water in the marina. You know, like the the yachts are on actual water. Look at us. And then you just got everyone like running about not knowing what. You know, doing. I think. Crofty mentioned this a few times that this race isn't like it's not helping Monaco with their bid to stay in F1. And to yeah. be honest, I think out of all the races, like the old European races that could go, I think if Monaco goes, I see that as probably like people will be upset because Monaco's gone. I think the drivers will probably be like really upset because driving at Monaco for them is very special more than it is for someone watching. And yeah, I think the drivers yeah. would be very upset. But I think you're not going to miss out on, on something really big versus if, I think if they take out Monza, you know, the Tifosi, the track is nice, Spa, Silverstone. The, the tracks are actually nice. Like, you know, there's yeah, racing there. Yeah. You, you don't just sit there. And I think the rain made it interesting. And I think the rain made a case for the track remaining. Uh, and that the fact even with these cars you can race and you can overtake up Monaco. But I think the moment it dried up, it just showed that like whenever it's dry, it's just terrible. It's tough. Like honestly, the you're right, the track itself, like it's it's just not good to watch. I I'll admit I did fall for it. Like there's there's a certain point when you're so used to growing up watching Sebastian Vettel win races by twenty seconds. And just set fastest laps for the sake of it. There's a point where you like, you know, you see the top four all in one camera shot, and you're like, this is incredible. I I like the look of this. It's cool. I actually saw some um, the photographers' pictures from Monaco are always the best. Like the the pictures they can get like between the barriers and right next to the cars. Like, and then they have the mountains in the backgrounds in certain places. Like it just looks so cool. And I'm there and I'm seeing all the cars right next to each other, and they go around the hairpin like right. And part of me thinks like someone might slide up the inside or go for something or whatever it is. Like, that never happens. The, the moment you lose that hope and you realize it's never going to happen, that's when the race dies. Like 100%. Because obviously, Monaco rides on the fact that, oh, look, they're so close. Like one mistake and they could crash or like one little move. But no one makes that mistake, bro. No one goes for it. Like no one makes the risk. No one takes it. No one goes for it. And that's why I would say. I hate gimmicks in F1 and all of this stuff, but what if you you took Monaco off the calendar, but you made it into like an exhibition race and they reversed the grids? Because the only thing that makes Monaco interesting is having the slow car nah. instead of the fast car. 
But then, obviously, I wouldn't want kind of rid an actual race. But what you do is you make it an exhibition. You know how, like, in the F1 game, you can hop into, like, Senna's McLaren and then do, like, a little checkpoint time trial thing. Like, what you do is you take Monaco off the calendar, but sort of keep it on. And then you reverse the grids when you go for it. Because you might as well, like, if you're trying to do all of this extra stuff, how about we have maybe 19 races in the actual calendar? And then if you want to do sprint races and you want to do reverse grids and you want to do equal cars, you can do all of that, but make it count for absolutely nothing. Okay, maybe like the drive. But then where are you going to get the money for all the development into that stuff? And the running of that stuff? Like, we're going to still have to develop an equal car. You're going to have to do all of that. You're going to have to get the transport, all of that. Who's going to pay for all of that? If it's worth nothing, the teams aren't going to buy into it. Right now, that's all I'm saying. Actually, you know what? Hold on a minute. Don't uh, Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, and then maybe a couple other teams have a spare 300 million that they're not spending anymore? Because if the budget, Revenue, bro. they have big monies. Revenue, bro. Just I think Red Bull will actually have revenue this year, but Mercedes doesn't because uh, a lot of the money comes from the parent company. Uh, versus Red Bull, a lot of it came from sponsorships this year. Listen, I don't Very know. Like, nice. All I'm hearing is every race we go to, they're like, oh, we've sold out. These are going to be record crowds. Even France, bro. Someone was talking to, I think it was Ted Kravitz or whoever it was, was talking to the, what is it, like the head of the French Grand Prix. And he was like, yeah, no, it's looking sold out. We've got like record numbers coming. France, bro. They've convinced people to go to the French Grand Prix. And you're telling me, yeah, there's got to be money in that. They convinced, they convinced French people to go to the French Grand Prix. And I have to you have to love the the home GP and all of that, but the French GP is just terrible, man. You're traveling for the. French I think GP Monaco as a fan GP. is, if you go to Monaco as a fan, I think the the whole idea of being in Monte Carlo and it's a big spectacle. It, it's less so when you're on t- like watching on TV, if you get what I mean, because you miss yeah, out on yeah. all the kind of. But yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I I always disliked Monaco. As in, I always found it very boring. Like, if Ricardo can win with like sixty percent engine power, why are you waiting for? Yeah, bro. This is why I'm saying reverse the grid. Like, it's the only thing that makes it interesting. Yeah, but like people don't was... actually overtake. That's the thing. Like, if you reverse the grid, you saw Lewis was stuck behind Fernando, and Fernando is like, okay, Lewis can't overtake when he's stuck behind Fernando because he keeps doing the same thing. Yeah, if it's Max, you'd have passed, obviously. But oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Alonso would have let him pass if it was Max. But but that's not my point. Besides uh, <laughs> the Lewis this people get stuck and people can't pass. So whoever starts in last place is just gonna win. Like it's just gonna back everyone up and win. Yeah, but that that's might boring. That's literally boring. Maybe surely. I don't know. Nothing's like, gonna happen. Right, I think if they put sprinklers and make it rain, then fair enough. I think put them in go karts. Just shove them in go karts, man. Like just actually just shove them in go karts or something. No, I'm actually being honest. I'm I'm being honest. If if they not generate rain, but if they make the track wet, I think that'd be a lot more interesting. Because there is yeah. there is a possibility to overtake, and there is, but that's the thing. It doesn't actually rain in Monaco that much, so it's not like you can you're expecting rain like if it rains every year 
I don't think we'd be having this debate about boring race because you'd be like the race this year is quite nice. If we have a race like this every year, there is no debate about removing Monaco from the calendar. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And well, on the topic of rain as well, the wet tires. I'm sorry, but why do they exist? Like you, when you when we started this run, we mentioned the fact that they delayed the race at the beginning. They said it was for safety reasons. It was there was drizzle. They were going to be on intermediate tires. They were just switching from dries to wets because of the delayed start. If they didn't delay the start, like you said, they would have been out on dries. Then we would have got that interesting switch from dries to wets or into sorry, and then from inters to full wets. And then if you're on a red flag after that, cool. But there would have been some sort of change in the order at that point, because that's what we got in the reverse order when we were going from wet to dry. Like changeable conditions is what makes F1 so interesting. And it's one of the things that like it just creates some of the best races. And we completely and missed it. it. Completely. Like this was their big chance. And it just out the window. Like, why would you not? So like I don't know, the the one stat we always hear all the time is the wet tires can uh, throw up like sixty-five liters of water per second. Oh, yeah, they're so good. Like, you know, Formula One cars, they clear so much water so fast and they have the flat rooster tails and they'll go down. And, like, they're still really quick in the wet. But, like, we're not racing in the wet anymore. Like, we might as well just get rid of them. Like, why would we not do that? Hmm. Imagine after all of that and they still don't let you race in the wet. I get, I get it. Like, if it's like Spa last year, that was very different because the rain wasn't letting up and it was yeah. too much. Fair enough, but Monaco wasn't, it literally was not raining. Like, they were not going to use wet tires. The only reason they use wet tires is because of the, if you start behind the safety car, you have to use wet tires, basically. Yeah, and that's, that's, oh, that's the only reason. Bro, another thing that they repeat a lot, actually, is Martin will always say, if you need to clear the track up, the best thing to clear the track, like I just mentioned about the wet tires, is the Formula 1 cars. You send 20 F1 cars around at full speed around that track, and yes, you're running the risk of them like causing an accident, but at the same time, they're the ones clearing the circuit. If you just leave the circuit to sit there, the water will pile up in puddles in the bits of the track. But if you send them around, they're constantly clearing the water for their own racing line. So if they actually started and then the rain came down as heavily as it did, I don't think we would have stopped it immediately. And we definitely could have got a lot more racing than we saw, which like, I don't know. They just seem so like hesitant to do things. It's just a bit weird. You know, though, also the other thing that the other issue was, you know, how everyone was like, ah, oh, we're doing formation laps and then we're going in and the race hasn't started and then we're going to start and we have the yeah. full two hours, all of this. And then everyone's confused, like, oh, we've got one hour and 55 minutes left. Why? It's like, this is what I mean by they're not clear. Like, by the end, people were like, oh, is it? It's like t- almost 20 laps left. Or they don't yeah. know how many or laps even at are the start left. When the safety car came out and then the lap one timer comes up, like they didn't even notice until they were told the safety car was coming back in. We were already on lap two and then the race was going to properly start on lap three. Like, it makes no sense. It makes, I think the communication is horrible between them and even the teams are confused. It's like, I think. They need to go back and sit and watch what happened at Spa and really kind of think about it and think about what happened this weekend because the rules need to be changed, bro. Honestly. Yeah, this is 
It's too much. I don't think, I think the one thing they should take from it is do not stop a race because the potential of rain. Race, and if it rains badly, red flag. Don't be like, oh, we're going to keep delaying. Look, I can see on the radar, heavy rain is coming. Race, bro, like the cars are meant to be able to race in heavy rain. But if it's too much, it's too unsafe, it's a street, track, whatever, stop it then. Don't stop before. Like, I get like uh, safety and everything. And like, we talk a lot about safety and we're very pro-safety and all of that. But, but give people a chance to race. Like, what's the point? This is not like Formula 3. And like they mentioned, it's not junior Formula. It, these are the best drivers in the world, in their best yeah, cars yeah, yeah. in the world. Give them a chance to race and they'll be fine. Yeah. Besides, obviously, like Stroll and Latifi. But like, <laughs> Besides them, we crash on the formation. Like, but honestly, F1's coming like, they're coming like year six PE. Like, honestly, like a drop of rain and you're instantly indoors and you're doing like notes or something. Like, they'll just have you doing homework in there. Like, Come on, like we can go outside, we've got our full studs, you know, we've got our boots on, we can go play football. Like this isn't you know, like, bro, the tires have grooves for a reason. And then at the same thing, like with the, the TV direction and then the communication and all of this, I don't know. I mean, F1 was always like not the best when it came to this stuff, but now they've they've grown onto the world stage. You know, you've got like Champions League finals happening and you've got all of this stuff and F1's trying to be on that same level. Like the Monaco Grand Prix, is meant to be our Champions League final because you don't get a, a championship going to the final race of the season every year, but you do get a Monaco GP every year and it's meant to be the, the big moment or whatever. Like, this is meant to be the whole, like, the whole sense of the calendar is meant to be around this race. And it's, like, it's just embarrassing. Like, there's, I don't know, they've, yeah. they've almost outgrown themselves. Like, it's like F1 is growing so big to this huge fan base and they just, like, can't even compete with their own. Like, beforehand, it was like, oh, Crofty will get the... Like, someone will crash and Crofty will say the wrong driver name for a good 20 minutes, but no one cares because no one's watching. Like, everyone knows who that driver is and it's fine because it doesn't matter because all the actual fans... The only people watching are proper, like, diehard fans of the sport, so they know the moment someone's crashed, Crofty's saying the wrong name. But now... We're talking to new fans. We're talking to American fans. We're talking to casual viewers who might want to turn it on and see what this whole F1 thing is all about. And they turn on and see, ah, so you expected to be joining midway through the race. What's actually happened is we're now running under the safety car. Now we're actually going to have a red flag. Now, now there's a car in half on the track and we're not going to red flag it like we did for the drizzle. We're going to bring out a virtual safety car. Then we're going to safety car it. Then we're going to red flag it. Like the car isn't sat in the half somewhere, like in a place where people crash fairly often. FIA logic. And on top of all of this, Michael Massey might be coming back. Yay! <laughs> Hi, did you Just in case you forgot. Just in case you forgot. Okay, moving on. I feel like we've had a good run. Yeah. Here. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, let's. Worst, worst is that. Ferrari. Worst performance. I'm going to mention Ferrari. Wait, we're going to talk worst performance, Danny, Danny Rick. Oh, you want to do that first? Yeah, we have to kind of yeah, like, take that out of the way. Okay, for for everyone who doesn't know, um, Zach Brown came out this week and he was talking about how Daniel Carter is performing very badly and it's not kind of to the level they expect. And there are a lot of rumors going around the paddock that McLaren might end uh, his contract early. Uh, I think like that's not very likely just because who would they put in the seat that's mainly the issue but as in yeah. 
that's a big kind of probably a big thought for McLaren right now because he's performing. Uh, was it Lando had tonsillitis? Yeah, he could he couldn't see very well, and he did not just outperform him. He he scored points, and Daniel Ricciardo stuck in P14, bro. Daniel Ricciardo, that's one Monaco that's done all of this stuff, was stuck in P14 again, and Lando is P what P6. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, uh, it's sad, I it's, it's sad to see. I, I own these streets. You know what he did? He, I, I'm pretty sure he like, he didn't sharpie, but like he, he wrote on the back of his helmet FEA, which is meant to stand for fuck on all. And it was cute, but it didn't do anything. Like, <laughs> it's nice, but that's when you, you say that and then you go and win. Like Valtteri Bottas didn't come sixth and then go to whom it may concern. He'd do that when he'd win. Like, exactly. Uh, it's, just, uh, it's bad. Do you it's feel bad. like I feel like it might be the end of the line for him? It's just this point where he, you know, I remember was it in this drive to survive? He said, "If I if I don't believe I can win the championship, I would retire." The fact that he still thinks he's the best driver on the grid, in a grid this stacked, and he's performing this badly, just shows he's like, <laughs> yeah, bro. it's. I feel like it's coming. It's coming close to a time where he should, you know, hang up his helmet and racing boots and just call it a day. Do you know what it is? Where is he gonna go? I think he's gonna. Yeah, he'll probably go for another like not formula, but surely like another racing series somewhere. No, no, I don't mind him. I don't mind him as in like I think if he races in terms of he goes and races say. uh, IndyCar or something. NASCAR. IndyCar goes to NASCAR. I think he'd enjoy going to NASCAR probably. He he does Le Mans. He does whatever. Fair enough. Good luck to him. But I think his time in Formula One is just yeah. Sadly, it's, but it's, honestly, it's like all of it's just been a downward spiral since 2018. Like if you if you like Daniel Ricciardo, like if Bull. you don't know what he's about, if you look up like Daniel Ricciardo highlights specifically from 2018 some quality stuff in there some really good stuff and that's where he built his reputation from since then it's been awful like even just this past week now Lando fans have been like clowning him basically saying like Lando was I saw a tweet that said like uh, these Lando fans have been acting like uh, like he's been two breaths from death this whole weekend and he still destroyed um, destroyed Daniel so like maybe slightly exaggerating how ill he was but I, obviously i heard it was bad then then after he the, couldn't, he couldn't for... say anything he couldn't like he, he actually could not speak like he literally couldn't speak. he was using no no he was using for most of the race he was using like buttons on the was it buttons on the steering wheel to communicate something Whoa. like he could tell by the end of the race he's like the race is over and Lando just does not say anything. Like he could, like he he was struggling to speak the whole race. He couldn't see very well. All of this, and he finished in the points. And Daniel's P14. Lando. So, yeah, people don't realize how ill he actually yeah. was. Lando Norris coming like Darth Vader, breathing through the. Breathing through. It's, the, it's insane. He managed radio. to do that while how ill he was. Like it's actually very impressive. That is insane because I was going to mention him later for like, like he caught right up behind George right at the end, like maybe two more laps. Like, hey, it's Monaco, he wouldn't have overtaken him, but he was like right behind him. Like, he brought up that entire pit stop gap on those fresh tyres, which is very impressive. But back to Ricardo, on the other side of things, 
his fans on Twitter have been saying that McLaren's not supportive of him. Zach Brown went on Any Driven Monday last Monday. And there was like a small quote about him. It was like two minutes long, basically saying like, um, I don't know, certain things have come out. Like, I think he hinted somewhere else that there might be a performance clause in his contract. He said things yes, about how, is. um, he said things about like, uh, oh, what was it? Just about, you know, like we need two cars in this fight, blah, 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 that kind of thing. I think there was a quote somewhere else from maybe one of the engineers saying that they took sacrifices developing this car just so Daniel would have like a better chance of adapting to it. And it's still not worked. Yeah. It's it's disappointing. I think we all we all like really like Daniel and we all want him to do well. But it's just come to a point where you're like, you know, it's like it's too much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it is yeah. over a row. Right, yeah. like, they just you McLaren have one... to break up with him. Yeah, definitely. Like you know that one thirty-year-old that clings on to his uh his past a little bit too much. Like he still acts like a twenty-year-old. Yeah. That's Basically. Daniel's like clinging onto that hope right now. He's like, no, 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 look, look, guys, I'm still the last of the late breakers. I'm still really quick. Like I promise you, like it's, it's still in there somewhere. It's like I'm sorry, Daniel, but like it's gone. Like I, like, I want him. I want him to get it back. Soon. Like I want him to get it back. I want Daniel to come back, but at this point, you know, like some some drivers, they get to an age, and like I was speaking to my friend about him, and he's a huge Daniel Rick fan. I was like, some some like football players, sports people in general, they get to an age, and their performance drops rapidly, and they're done basically. And some players can keep. He's like, oh, but like look at Fernando Alonso. He's performing. I was like, yeah, yeah, but Fernando Alonso, especially, yeah, like, not everyone's yeah. driving at like what well, 42, 43 is driving like him. Daniel Ricardo's well, in his early 30s, and he's he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, like he's... McLaren aren't giving him so much money for him to score zero points. Bro, yeah, highway robbery, bro. Like he's finessing a living right now. Like he's really finessing a living right now. Like, what's his name? Gareth Bale as well. Just whoa, a football reference. Whoa, whoa. Just a football reference. Whoa. I love Gareth Bale, man. He's so sick. Yeah, he's a great player. But, like, he's been on the bench for so long that you, you have to say with how much he's earning, he's doing the same thing. In fact, he's doing less. He's just sitting on the bench, bro. Daniel's actually driving the car here, yeah? like, badly, but he's driving the car. Uh, best performance. Uh, no, like wait, hold on. Uh, we, need a, we need a Ferrari moment right here, actually. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so, so a few weeks back, a few weeks back, I mentioned that when Leclerc was winning, Leclerc was leading the championship. This is what I said. I said that, which is a goal, a good call from me. Yeah, I said that right. Ferrari have a history of screwing everything up, and that Leclerc might lose the championship not because he has performed badly or has been outperformed or whatever but it's because of bad calls from the Ferrari pitbull. And today we saw the first mental breakdown of the Ferrari pitbull, like full-on breakdown. They had the lead, they had P2, and then they screwed up, they screwed up their strategy so badly that their driver in P1 went to P4. What? Like and the driver in P2 is supposed to lead, you know, and go on and win. Yeah, he he's still in P2, bro. They got overtaken twice by Red Bull. Like, bro, like I think Ferrari need the hard. Like Leclerc said at the end of the race, he's like, 
not like say nothing basically i don't want to hear anything like we can't do this ever again and and he, he's right if they do this like a few more times they've they've lost the championship no like because red bull like one thing you have to say red bull is they're very good with their strategy it's very rare yeah. for red bull yeah. to have like a like i feel like mercedes last year had a few strategy just like total meltdowns yeah like it was very yeah, common yeah, last yeah. year for them Red Bull is actually is very rare. Like, I, I'm struggling to kind of remember one point where they just had a full on like, like strategy meltdown. Like the last few times they've actually what they've in fact done is they've used strategy very well. Like the last race in Abu Dhabi, they used it like got Maxine, got him out on fresh tires. Debatable what happened afterwards, but they, they, they did a good job they, from, yeah, from their pitfall. Yeah. Uh, this year with Monaco, this year, like, you know, even throughout last year, their calls were actually genuinely very good. Or if they're not very good, they're okay. You know, they're okay. Yeah, they're not mistakes. They might get caught out by a better strategy, but they won't. You exactly. know, but maybe that's because Perez is being slow and Max is fighting. Exactly. You know, by himself on his own against two cars. But it's not the case where you literally give out like in a street track where position is king. You gave away two positions to your arch rival like the red bull just extended their their lead on the championship like easy yeah. like yeah, it's, you're yeah. you're completely right you fully called it they're just they're handing it over like you could tell like this is the first time charles has finished a, a monaco gp and no one cares because he really which is a good job yeah like <laughs> congratulations bro but like Where's your trophy at? You didn't even get it. Like he had to. Do you know what it is? He finished the race and he's like, finally, I've made the checkered flag. And then he hops out of his car to watch his teammate and the rival team, both members of the rival team, get up onto his podium on his streets, the the streets that he knows so well, and they celebrate with the champagne and they're you know waving the trophies around and stuff. Like he doesn't even leave with a trophy. Like he walks home. Like he doesn't even chat. He probably doesn't even chat to his engineers. He walks down the street, round the corner to his house, and he could just sit in bed by himself and think about the tragic performance that was because Ferrari really threw it away for him. Like, if I were him, I don't know how many more of them I could take, to be honest. See, I was, I was speaking to my friend, I was like, if I'm in this place, I'm like, why the hell did I not go to Red Bull? <laughs> See, that's actually one thing. That's one thing we were talking about recently. If if Daniel Carter leaves, like, okay, I know we're not speaking about Monaco too much, but the race is boring, let's be honest. So we're gonna detour a bit. If 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 Daniel Rick leaves, who who who's in his place? That's that's the first one. And the second one is if Lewis by the end of this season, Mercedes is not improving performance, do you think Lewis would retire? That's the second question. Or do you think he'll fi- he'll finish his contract next year, and then he retire? I think he'll he retired by the end of next year either way. Like he'll finish this contract oh, you don't and think then he, he retire. No, I don't think that so. I think sense. Lewis, unlike Fernando, he has like so much stuff he's doing outside of F1. So I think yeah, he'll he just be have like, a life and friends. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have a chance of winning another championship. So I might as well go and do whatever I want to do. Like the eighth isn't yeah. gonna come. But the question is, will he retire this season if their performance is well? So the two questions, basically. Uh, okay. All if right. Ricardo leaves, first one, if Ricardo leaves, which probably he leaves, say, mid-season, who's 
jumping into that second McLaren seat. Okay. See, uh, it's, it's a tough call because, you know, you, you want to look at recent performances and based off form and say, oh, this driver's in form, he would be a good replacement, blah, blah, blah. Like, the problem is if you base it on form, Danny Rick was in great form before, and blah, blah. you need to base it on history. But then even then they based the Danny Rick thing on history because he has a decent history for, a, we'll call him a midfield driver now. And it's not happening for Sad. The first name that comes to my head is Gasly. Because not only is he like a consistently good driver or whatever, he's also someone who will be needing a seat very soon. So it kind of works. But if we're doing it purely off performance. I think Gasly is a good chap. Just because I think he gets along quite well with Lando. I think Lando would reign supreme over him, let's be honest. But I think he'd give him a bit of a challenge. Yeah, he wouldn't be like, well, you'd hope he wouldn't be horrendously off the pace. He'd just be like... You know, a little bit behind him, but not too far off. I uh, think I'd, he'll. Would Bottas take that seat? Like just looking at. See, Bottas. I think I think actually, like, if you talk a mid-season, like if he leaves mid-season, this is one of the reasons I think they won't do it mid-seasons. Like they'll they'll hold it out because they're probably they're guaranteed fourth place. Not guaranteed, yeah. but like they're most likely going to get fourth place. And if they can get fourth place, it doesn't matter. They're, they're too far off third. They're too far off fifth. So they're kind of finding that position. So with one driver scoring points, you know, like a second, that's impressive. That says a lot about Lando's performances. You know? But yeah, with mid-season, they kind of don't have to do it. The anyone's going to have to pay him all his money if they sack him. Might as well use him to the end of the season. If they go mid-season, realistically, they can't get a driver from another team. It's going to be too expensive, too much. So they're looking more towards the end of the season. They're good options. Like, realistically, a team like, I think Gassi is a good option. There is a sense, though, that it could turn ugly with him because he has had a history of relationships, like, not being the most stable. Gassi? Yeah, he had a few things with Max, no? Altercations, let's say. Not like full-on fights, I'm not talking fights, but as in his relationship with Lando could turn sour, do you not think? Uh, I guess maybe. As in, what I'm thinking is like, if the two teammates are head-to-head in that team, it could get ugly on track, that's what I'm trying to say. He's not as bad as Max. Like, yeah, I think you would need a little bit longer. I feel like I feel like Gasly. I don't want to like guesstimate too much, but I almost feel like if you're coming into that McLaren seat, based off like no seat at all, you're gonna come in almost humbled in a way. You're gonna be like, I knew I was gonna be out of a seat, and these guys have now given me an opportunity to come back. You want me to be your number two driver? Sure, Lando is not exactly slow. I'll take that. Sort of like Perez. Like Perez goes from racing point, no seat. He's going to be gone. It's the end of the year. Everyone's like, all right, we're going to get ready to say farewell to Perez. And then Red Bull's like, hey, do you want to drive for us? And now, you know, when they're switching the cars around and they're saying your team orders and all of this stuff, he can't That's talk insane. too much about that. Like he has, he sort of has authority, but almost doesn't in the same way. You know what I mean? It's like if you let a homeless man into your house and then like make him sleep on the floor, even though you have a spare bedroom. It's like, That's not nice. does, he, does he complain or does he not complain? That is the real question. Yeah. But other than Gasly, I don't think, like, who else realistically has a shot at that seat? Um, 
Bottas is a good chance, you know. But I don't yeah, think yeah, Alfa Romeo will let him go. Yeah, it's true. Because their plan, their plan is to get, their plan is to get Teo Porcier, and then him act as kind of like a mentor kind of type thing, where he's guiding the young child, you know, his young Padawan. A Star Wars reference there for you guys. Huh? Yeah, uh, come on. Give it a few more podcasts and we'll get the quotes out. <laughs> no, no way. <laughs> uh, who else? I don't think there's anyone else realistically who has a good shine for the seat. I think they're kind of forced into getting us. Unless they can get Leclerc, yeah. then... then. Wait, wait, you what? disagreed to them getting Charles Leclerc. Oh my god, oh, that's what you said. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. Like so <laughs> chilly. It's not gonna I... but see that's that's one thing. That's actually the reason I was mentioning Mercedes and Lewis. If Lewis retires and Mercedes Mercedes realistically by the end of the season have a competitive car and Ferrari are so terrible they lose you a championship as Charles. Do you leave and go to Mercedes? Where do you stay? Because I don't see Max leaving Red Bull. I don't see Max leaving Red Bull because they're actually a reliable team. And I know Ferrari is Ferrari and people love working for Ferrari and all of that. And it's the name. But the team is so unreliable. Realistically, you're blowing your chance of winning a championship. Actually, no, yeah, that is a very good point. Because the thing is, it it really is the the poison chalice or whatever you want to call it. Because the problem is the more people who fail at doing it, you know, we've got Alonso now who's failed to get a championship at Ferrari. We've got Vettel who failed as well. Not only does it tire them or whatever it is and all of that, it also takes away the best years of their career. So now, you know, Alonso comes off the back of that stint at Ferrari, ends up in McLaren and then has an even worse time. That's like a number of years he's wasted in that awful Ferrari car and then the same in McLaren. Vettel does the same thing, you know, he moves at the peak of his powers in Red Bull to Ferrari, tries to get them somewhere, it doesn't work out, and now suddenly he's so much older than he used to be. Like, those Ferrari years from, what, 2015 to 2020? Aged him. Bro, (laughs) the hairline went so far. His hairline, legend has it, his hairline would still be intact if he never spent that time at Ferrari. So... Imagine. Like, do you carry on chasing that dream? Or do you just say, listen, like, either I get this championship and it's all great and stuff, or this is potentially career ending. Like, not career ending, but like you don't want to lose your early twenties to a slow Ferrari car and you end up, you know, being the See that's the, the thing, the issue isn't in, in like fourth. Yeah, the issue isn't the car is slow, the car is quick. But the team is so unreliable that it doesn't matter how quick you are, you're still going to lose. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's even worse. To so I think I think by the end of the season, I I reckon Leclerc is going to lose it purely end of on. The season. Yeah, I I reckon Leclerc is going to lose. I think Max will probably win a second back to back one. Uh, realistically speaking. With the performance Red Bulls having, they're kind of dialing in on reliability with their strategy being way better than a Ferrari. I reckon Max will win a second. Like, realistically speaking, at this point, it looks like Max, it's looking Max like is going to win. Now, yeah. You would assume, if you had to guess based off current trends, you would assume that now. Max. 
But you would also assume I would no. I think a year is too much. I think if if Charles was completely thinking with his brain, I'd say yeah. By the end of the year, he'd be like, if they lose the championship, obviously he'd be like, listen, this is going to take too many years off my life. I'm just going to go somewhere else. But then at the same time, I feel like his heart would play too much into it. Like you know, they'd start exactly. the Italian national anthem. I'm sorry, but it's an absolute tune. Like if I missed out on the championship, I got to hear that like. 10 times in the season because I won 10 races or something or because you know Carlos might have won a couple as well like I'd be ready to sign to the other team and I'd hear the Italian national anthem and I'd just be like I can't do this like it's just it's just an elite anthem like we need to change our I don't like, so boring I don't think one year would be enough for him to leave Ferrari but I think by the point he realizes like oh, I need to leave it's too late and he's already kind of spent it's it's a sad thing Uh isn't it it's like the more you spend there the more it kind of hits you and you're like i need to leave but at the same time you've lost the best years of your racing career it's i think now is a very critical point in that relationship actually because ferrari this is the first point where they've really screwed up this this year yeah they've they've locally kind of screwed stuff up yeah but I think now now it shows if they bounce back and they win a few races and Charles leads the championship again and all of that and they they kind of the strategy calls their own point and like see that's the thing like if he's if Charles stays there and he's able to whip the team into shape here people will remember it for him being coming into a terrible team that was unreliable and stuff and actually got them to the front of the grid and he actually got them to winning and sticking to it kind of like. He'll yeah. build a team around him like Michael did. Yeah. But if he, if by the end of the season, it just gets worse from here on out, he's, you have to also take into consideration, he's already gone through a few bad seasons with Ferrari. Like horrendous yeah. Yeah. season. 2020. Maybe. But he, he, he's Ferrari's boy, so. He is the star child. He could just threaten to leave, triple his contract, and then happily use the best, lose the best years of his life because he could retire at 26. Exactly. Yeah, I think it's all on the basis of two things. Uh, Mercedes' performance and Lewis retiring. I think if Mercedes goes up, Lewis retires, which I don't see it. If Mercedes goes up, Lewis is staying. But yeah. If they manage... If their performance is still like they're they're competing for wins, but they're nowhere near winning a championship, and then they go to declare, they're like, okay, we want you to come, we'll give you the money, and we'll build around you and George for the long term future. It's kind of like a risk. Do you take the risk? Do you not take the risk? But at the same time, you know, by staying, you're not going to win. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. If he if he doesn't sad, win this year, Ferrari got to assume that his best chance has gone for the next five years. Can we talk also about people who are saying, oh, Mick Schumacher is going to replace Carlos Sainz <laughs> at Ferrari. Yeah. The guy hasn't scored points, man. It's seven races in, uh, and he hasn't scored points. Where is he, man? Where is he? Like, I think you can tell the difference between him and his dad. The only reason he's in F1, let's be honest, like, like fully in F1, it's because he's a Schumacher. And like the only reason he's going to go to Ferrari is because he's Mick Schumacher. I think he's just making a case for why he shouldn't go to Ferrari. Like as it goes on, it's just getting worse. It's not getting better. It's like. tactical, bro. He knows. He knows exactly what we're talking about. So he's going to crush on purpose 
make sure Ferrari get off his back. And then the moment Ferrari sign two drivers with long-term contracts, he'll start performing well again. Like once he knows he can't go to Ferrari, now he's, he's sorted. He'll start backing up the performances. The Schumacher genes will come in. And I feel like we've covered kind of a lot of stuff related to the race without covering any of the stuff from the race. Best performance, yeah, Pierre Gasly. Best performance, Pierre Gasly. Where did Gasly finish? I, I don't think he finished in the points, but he he did a few overtakes, performed well. Yeah, for, for the entertainment. I think it's between him and Perez. Perez, he, he carried the whole race. Yeah, I think yeah. Perez is best performance. Perez definitely did well. I'd say Gasly, um, honourable mention. Uh, George Russell, I would also say, for being one of the drivers who went straight from um, outperforming to drivers. Listen, what's happening with Lewis? Can you tell me? Clear air, bro. Bro, huh? what happened to Lewis, man? Whoa, uh, bro, you know, all all this hard. is doing is. Bro, all sorry, this is doing is it's, it's playing into everyone's hand the fact that Lewis was only winning because he was in the best car, man. You know, I was so annoyed yesterday because in qualifying, right, every time they would set a lap, I'd have a look. Like, not even final runs, but even their first runs in qualifying, I'd have a look, check the, check the times. He was like a tenth faster every single time. And then you get to the final runs, George puts in his time, and I'm like, all right, cool. So that means Lewis is probably going to go like a tenth faster. Red flag comes out. He's now behind Alonso. And everyone's like, oh, George Russell looking. P6, Lewis Hamilton down in eighth. George Russell lead Mercedes. Like, it's so unlucky. Like, his luck is actually insane. And then Ocon drives into him. Just accept that goes down the George thing. is the better driver. They could have even put Lewis on the, what's it called? The wets to dry strategy. But they pitted him and then I just can't be bothered. Just accept, be accept, accept that so George tired. is a better driver. Nico Rosberg as well. Having to listen to him go on about it the entire time. You can tell he enjoyed it so much. He's been waiting his you know, whole you life. You know, Crofty, Crofty violated him this morning. He's like, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, did you hear it? He's like, yeah. you won three races. You won one once in the rain here in Monaco. He's like, no, that was Lewis. I was just like, oh, no. No, 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 no. That was no. so embarrassing. Like, out of all the people you can confuse Nico for, you don't want to confuse him for Lewis, man. Like, He's going to come oh. after you and oh my kill God. you. Here's another thing, actually. You know, on the topic of Nico Rosberg, I have to bring this up because I saw a certain uh, Quick Stop F1 account. Uh, they're uh, another podcast. They uh, brought this up. So Lewis Hamilton posted uh, over this weekend a picture of him and it said, like, uh, you know, I was 12 years old or something and something, I can't remember what happened, but he said he broke his wrist, but he still had a karting championship. So uh, he actually yeah, he didn't want to give up, blah, 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 never give up. He drove the cart one-handed and he wins, like, I think he won the championship. So he won, like, multiple races and won the championship with this, you know, one-handed Lewis Hamilton destroying other people. And I'm thinking, all right, cool, he's 12 years old. Like, it's kind of impressive, but, like, who was actually racing against him? Nico Rosberg was there. Nico Rosberg got finessed by one-handed Lewis Hamilton. You're telling me Nico Rosberg, world champion. By Lewis and George Russell, George Russell is now destroying Lewis. Eh? Full health, Lewis. Full stat, Lewis, bro. You know, I that's the interesting thing about Lewis is, you know, the reason I say retiring is you saw last race, the moment he went to the back, it's just let's retire and save the engine. And to hear Lewis say something like that is just so bizarre. 
saying let's retire and save the engine what and then his p4 is like oh, i'm glad i didn't do that and you know i didn't mean it and boy you literally came out and said let's retire and save the engine like, there is no two ways about it like i don't know man interestingly tomo uh tomo f1 found a clip from a it's like a, a thing like an interview he did with a martin brundle and Martin mentioned he was like, oh, you know, there's a lot of times you go, oh, the tires are the tires are dead. I can't make it for this long or whatever it is. And he says, Martin asks him, are those games to like throw off the other teams? And he says, no, these are like genuine doubts that creep in initially. And then what I want is for the team to like, you know, it's, it's no, what I do is I have these initial doubts. I say them and then I just go and do the stuff anyway. And then the team will come back and give him some encouraging words or whatever. So the, the way he described it was almost like, yeah, he, he had his little moment. He goes like, oh, it's going to be tough, boys. But, but it's not, it's not to the point. Yeah, but it's not to a point where he's like, let's retire the car. He's like, we will lose the win. We will come P3, we'll come P4. But I'm not going to go retire the car and not even try. Yeah. I it's so that. uncharacteristic for someone like him that that's what makes me think he's he's coming to the end of, you know when you just don't care anymore and you just kind of want to turn that's what's coming to my mind it's, it's very that difficult obviously me. after winning for so long and then now have it being stuck where your teammates outperforming you everything's not going your way after last you know, year you're crying i'm so pissed, I'm so pissed. like if this Bro, was max is the deserving world champion <laughs> max is the deserving world champion you know what no, no, why, no, are you like, why are you laughing his performances were great he did incredibly well and he over the, the world championship. Of the season, he did an incredible job, but he didn't win it. Yeah, and the only reason the only reason Lewis was winning at the end is Mercedes was cheating. <laughs> I feel uh, like people are gonna take this seriously. Yeah, if I'm if I'm dissing Lewis, it's a joke because Mohammed's a big fan of Lewis. That's just like pre-warning. The 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 Red it's Bull. It's too fans. late now. Fine. more Red Bull fans. It's fine. Bigger viewership than that. They'll enjoy this. You want to talk about the? I feel like we've covered everything. We just have the um, um, fantasies. No, okay. Wait. Last thing, actually, quickly. Underrated drives. Vettel and Alonso, both of them in the points. Alonso. I saw people complaining about him holding up Lewis and stuff because obviously <laughs> I follow a lot of Lewis fans. All I'm gonna say is, he's a good job Like. He drove slowly to block Nico in 16. I'm not going to complain about... Yeah. Like, if he's going to back him up into his teammate, that's tactics, that's fair enough. And he did very well to, like, keep his car up there. Because, obviously, he started seventh, but he didn't have to finish there. He still managed to to get solid points for the team. Norris is what... I mean, we mentioned Norris in the main one, but Vettel getting points is huge. He qualified ninth. Yeah, uh, especially with his teammate being nowhere. But then his yeah. teammate strolled, so... His doesn't teammate... Say very much. Bottled it on a formation lap. So, <laughs> Canadians can't trash. <laughs> well, it's literally, you know, Crofty said something similar. He's like, ah, oh, there's two Canadians spinning around. It's too funny, man. I just couldn't hold him. Uh, I tried. I tried. Anyways. We have fun. Right. Well, uh, is fantasy is loading. Any, do you have any other things about the race, though? Oh, I have one thing, actually. Okay, here we go. Last thing about the race on the topic. Obviously, Sergio Perez, great win. Congratulations to him. We record this 
because of the delay, like instantly, like I didn't even see the podium ceremony. It was like right after the race, we got in this call. And last thing I heard was him on the radio saying, oh, thank you guys. I love to be a part of this Best team. team, blah, blah, blah. Incredible stuff. Brilliant. Now, I'm sure, like, in my head, I'm imagining that his race engineer, like, if you imagine his race engineer comes in. Hold on. Like, how do I, oh, wait, I just realized I'm knocking my headphones. Hold on. Right, wait. How am I going to do this without, like, how do I, okay, you imagine his race engineer has got his, like, little thing on, and he's gone. Yeah, no, great job. Yeah, that was really great. Great drive. Uh, incredible stuff. We really love the fact that you've won. Um, congratulations. Great We're stuff. Give your points to, Brilliant uh, performance. Max. So glad. <laughs> so glad you got that top step. Enjoy the champagne. But like, in reality, are you going to tell me right now that if science wasn't in the way, they wouldn't have switched them? But I think after last week, he 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 said after he gave up his win basically for Max that I'm gonna have a word with the team and stuff. And him coming and winning this week, I think kind of rubs salt into the wound of like he's now a few points behind Max, and he's like, you thought I was just gonna? I played last last year because the difference was so big. I played my role. Now I have the chance of winning, and it's too early on the season. Give me the chance to go on and win. Uh, and for him to say that last last week, where they stole his victory, and come out this week and just outperform Max and then go on and win, I feel like it's it's the best like answer. And probably they've spoken about it, and he's kind of settled in. You know, like if I'm ahead in the lead, I'm gonna win. Let me win, like. But yeah. we will see. We'll see. It's Red Bull, so I don't think they'll do that. Yeah, that's a, bro. I know for like in my head, I know for a fact if science wasn't there, those cars are getting swapped. Like those cars Definitely. are really getting swapped. No jokes. No jokes. Especially, uh, it'd be disappointing, especially here because, like, he's nowhere. Like he's gonna, he's not gonna overtake him, is he? So he, yeah, it's exactly. a guaranteed win. That's the sad part. No. Uh. Well, I guess that's all for the for the Monaco Grand Prix. We'll uh, see it next year or not. Hopefully. Yeah. Fantasy F1 hasn't loaded yet. I can tell you how um, many points I got on my team. You can tell me, okay, you tell me. And we can compare basically until it looks. Yeah, we're gonna have to do a one on one comparison. I'm pretty sure you Okay, can... actually my my team actually did really well, like surprisingly well. How many did you wait, how many did you get? <laughs> One nine five. One nine five. Yeah. How much oh. did you get? One three six. I wanted to change my team as well. I wanted to change it. Who's in your team, mate? Who's in your team? I didn't get the chance to change it. So I've got Albon, Leclerc, Bottas, Magnussen, Verstappen, and Ferrari. That's funny, man. You know, you know, just just to clear something up, I changed my team at the beginning of the season. I put Russell in. I had Russell in for Paris, so I had Leclerc, Sainz, Magnussen, Bottas, and Russell, and Ferrari. I changed Russell for Paris, and I have not changed my team my team since then. And I'm leading the league. <laughs> oh yeah, I also I found out who was in a uh, second. By the way, it's just uh, he's a guy on my course. Uh, you don't know him. Uh, I know he's he's a guy okay. on my course, so I can chat to him. He's uh, he's I the closest. He's to you. Yeah. 
I'm being finessed. From I, last I, race, I built the gap a bit. Yeah, I think you're going to extend it as well. Like 196 for that randomness is, is looking very strong. It's very surprising. I thought I was going to lose points this week. And then Leclerc is up there. Sainz is up there. Perez is up there. Bottas did well. Magnussen is minus six points. Disappointing. And um, Ferrari did fairly well. I am debating now as the season goes on, removing Ferrari and putting more Red Bull in. The Red Bull's very expensive, though. That's the issue, isn't it? Like how is how is how is Russell more expensive than Leclerc? Oh yeah, yeah. They're fully basing this like, off Mercedes being incredibly fast, aren't they? Because they have to base it off. What type of logic is that? Like it's insane, honestly. Anyways, our 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 own fantasy on the side, not fantasy. Our own predictions. Oh yeah, of course. Here it's four two. It's four two. Can you me, actually? So. Can you find out who was driver of the day as well? With a little yes. Google search before. Okay, so what do we have here? Or... Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me check uh, F1 Monaco GP. Drum roll, please. I don't know if you can hear that. If I do that, uh, oh, I, heard, like... I heard like a. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I can't. Hear. So the driver of the day is. Uh... I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. Where does it say driver of the day? It must be Paris, to be fair. Uh, I don't know. I normally look on Twitter. Oh, is it? Wait, let me check Instagram. Man. I don't use. I don't use Twitter. Oh yeah, okay, you can use it. Um, I mean, I can. Uh, driver of the day is Sergio Perez. Makes sense. Nice. Love to see it. Um, right. I guess wow, we begin with the um, races, race results, Monaco. And we'll go down to qualifying where I just saw it right now. Nottingham Forest are in the Premier League, bro. No way, they actually. Yes, Nottingham Forest are in the Premier League. Bro, I'm Sorry, watching, oh, watching PO games next year. So. I'm yes. watching Premier League next year. Premier League football. I like how. All, all University of Nottingham students now will be going around with like yeah, Nottingham you know Forest t shirts. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> Fully out. Uh, this is, sorry, sorry. I know it's an off topic for F1, but you know, it's, uh, I've actually been following Nottingham Forest since I started at uni here. It's been disappointing. Yeah, and this year is the first year I actually haven't followed them. It's like, oh, they're in the playoffs. And now they're in the Premier League. Well, what the hell? The year I don't follow them, man. You know what it is? Yes. I've always said, if I was a proper football fan, like a proper, proper football fan, I should have been a Forest fan because my dad was actually born here. So, like, really? Yeah, yeah he was. So, I so should have actually. I should be. I guess, listen, catch me at the stadium. I'm <laughs> so hard fan now. I'm going to. <laughs> predictions, um, predictions. So, what do we have? All right, so. We both said Holly. Charles Leclerc would get pole, Max Verstappen behind him, and then you said Science third, I said Lewis third. Okay, so 1-1, um, one, one basically. Wait, what do we have? Oh, what, because of the pole, yeah. Um, yeah, okay. For the race results, what do we have here? So we both said Max would win, that's a no. You said Science second. I said Lewis second. And then we both went with George third, which is wrong. 
that's going to go to so you. So two one, two one. Yes. That's a bad feeling about this. Driver of the day, we both said Max. That's okay. obviously wrong. And that leaves and DNS. You said three. I said four. There were three. Yes. Impressive. Oh my God. Wait, is it were the three DNS? I thought there were two DNS. Who's the third person in DNS? Three one. Yes, it's five two. Oh. I'm just gonna have to go on the oh, scoreboard. You know nothing about F1, man. You, you've been it's destroyed. So it's bad, bro. So bad. It's just it's sad, man. Like I destroyed you last season. Was it was it four one or four? Was it yeah four one? I think. And now you're getting destroyed this season. What's what's wrong, Mohammed? What's going on, bro? <laughs> it's actually so painful. I hate this. <laughs> When's the uh, next race? Is it next week or do we have I a week? I think it's Baku and I, it might be next week actually. No, no, it's not. The week after. We've got a week gap. So we're going to record something next week? Yeah, actually. Oh, wait, no, I'm, I'm going home or maybe. Okay. Depends. So let's do our predictions now. Let's do the predictions now. We'll do them now just in case and then we can, if we do record, we'll do something unrelated. Okay. All right. Okay, so qualifying. Holly. In Ooh. Yes. Interesting. See, I, I'm, I'm very tempted to go for a Charles Charles Paul just because he takes Paul generally and then he loses. Like yeah, he, he outqualifies Max. Like Charles generally is better at qualifying, like this season at least, excuse me. Um Charles Max Perez. Let's go Charles Max Perez. Okay. Do you know what? I'm going to go Max Verstappen. Lewis. Sergio no, no, Perez. Lewis George. I, I can't have faith in Mercedes anymore. I can't do it. I can't do it. Just, just no. <laughs> it's too painful. Uh, I'm going to go with both <laughs> Red Bulls and then Leclerc third. Okay. Uh, winners. Who's going to win? I said winners as if they're multiple. <laughs> Who's gonna win? Wow, well, according to a uh, Good Morning Britain or whatever it is, Charles, uh, what's his name, Lando Norris can win podiums. So, like they tweeted, <laughs> one, they said, "Congratulations <laughs> on your podium victory." Imagine, like, bro, like, oh, sad, Lando Norris gets finessed. Like Sky Sports are posted, like they love shoving him in posters next to Max and uh, Charles as if he's like up there. The the Lando agenda. I think if he has a car, if he has a car, he he could be up there. If he has the car, yeah. The car. He doesn't have the car. Bro, he's like what ten places ahead of his teammate, bro. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he's great. It's just to like, him on the he's 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 destroying his teammate, who's Daniel Ricardo. Let's let's be honest. Like you know, like one thing when they mentioned Daniel Ricardo, I was like, ah, seven-time race winner Daniel. Oh, he's won seven races, bro. Like. It's not that you know, big of a deal. They have to do that. They have to do that because their pundits are, oh, Paul DeResta. And then they have to put in his stats underneath, which is like midfield driver for seven years or something. <laughs> that's why they have to be like seven time race winner. That's huge, you know. Like, remember, that's really good. And yes. Uh, race win. Who's going to win? Mm. It's Max. so easy to say Max, but I don't want to say like. Hey, Perez, then. Perez, Charles, Max. That's, yeah. You should go for that. 
I'm going to say it's going to be a Red Bull one too, to be honest. Third place. Charles. Lewis, Lewis. Nah, yeah, let's say it's Charles. I'm just going to assume nothing happens. It will be surprisingly boring. I think it's actually going to be the opposite. I see Ferrari coming back with a roar, you know. But the issue is at these, at these tracks, Red Bull has had the advantage. Like the quicker tracks, generally speaking. Yeah. But if Okay, I'm going Ma- Max, Max, Max Perez, Charles. Sad, but oh, is that you what have I to, you have to do. Yeah, you have to, you have to go that way, to be honest. That makes sense. Driver of the day? Uh, MV, bro. It has to be Maxine. I'm going to go with Fernando Alonso. Wow. The name popped into my head, and I'm going to have to go. Five, five DNFs, bro. They're going to be five DNFs. Five. Interesting. I'm going to man? I'm going with two. Two. Yeah, I'm going with two. Like, I'm actually going to go with two. I don't think it'll be that many. I'm going to go we'll with boring. We'll I think it's going to be a very standard stuff. I think the DRS stuff will be interesting, but other than that back straight, I don't think much is going to happen. We will see, we'll see. I see a lot of people crushing. I see Lewis doing what he did last year, pressing on the wrong button oh and God. just crying afterwards. <laughs> he would have won the championship if he would have run that race. He would have won Bro, the championship. He would have won the championship if Michael Massey... Oh, let's just shut up, man. <laughs> I'm not going to start repeating my thing. Oh, it's such a draw. Okay. Yeah, you did the intro. You can uh, see us out. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next week with uh, another episode or the week after with Beck.